Welcome to the Yoga Biz Podcast, the number one podcast for bite-sized business advice for yoga teachers. If you're just getting started building out a marketing and business plan for your yoga business, you're in the right place. Now, before we get started, make sure you head down to the show notes and download my free content planning and strategy training with a free template. And make sure you hit subscribe on wherever you're listening to this podcast so you don't miss any new episodes. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Yoga Biz Podcast. Today's episode is all about self-study. How can we use self-study, this core tenant in yoga philosophy, one of the niyamas, to build a fun, enjoyable yoga business? If you're here, most likely you've gone through a yoga teacher training, you've studied the yamas, the niyamas, a lot of yoga philosophies and principles. And one of the main reasons I do what I do is because yoga teachers feel lost in the business world because the business world doesn't always quite align with our yogic philosophies. So everything that I teach, everything that I put out into the world, I do from a very yogic lens, or at least I try to, right? I have my own self-study practice and all of the marketing, all of the sales, all of the strategies that you learn here on this podcast or in any of my programs are really designed for yoga teachers who hold these principles really close to their hearts. So today we're going to be talking about self-study and how we can use it within our business because our businesses are not separate from our yoga values or our yoga practice. I say this all the time here on the podcast, but we like to sometimes separate these things, right? On the mat, we have all this compassion for ourselves and all this self-study and we work towards contentment and self-discipline. And then in our businesses, we forget some of these things. So today's episode is all about self-study. Before we jump in, I want to remind all of you podcast listeners that doors are closing literally today, the day that this episode goes out into the world, for our container, the Yoga Biz Accelerator. So if you have questions, concerns, anything at all, if you're thinking about joining us in this September round, send me a message on Instagram, at Meg underscore Sanjimino. And I think together we can figure out what your next step is, whether or not it's our business coaching container or something else. I am truly here to help you figure out what that next step could be for you. All right, so let's jump into self-study. This core tenant in yoga philosophy, I think is the main thing that I see missing in the business coaching world. There's so many, use this magic strategy, use this one-step process, And it just completely ignores what's going on inside of ourselves, what we feel comfortable with, what our strengths and weaknesses are. So before we jump into any kind of strategy, it's so important to look inward, okay? And this is something that is not always easy. It's not always comfortable. We know this from our yoga practice. But number one thing is looking inward. What are your goals? What are you trying to build with your yoga business? I know I have podcast listeners whose goal is to make their yoga business a full-time gig. I know some of you, that's not your goal. Some of you are caretakers. Some of you have part-time jobs, full-time jobs, other things going on in your life, and we all have different goals. So instead of looking outward at what everyone else is offering, how they're marketing stuff, any of that, we'll come to that later. It's important to first look inward. I remember when I first started teaching and 
I was like, okay, I need to start teaching private yoga. Private yoga is the thing that yoga teachers do to make more money. So I started taking on one-on-one clients and I wasn't honoring my own energy. It wasn't until way later, whenever I built my first group program, that I realized, wow, one-on-one sessions don't work for me. I'm super introverted. I'm not great one-on-one, if I'm being totally honest. That's not where like my strengths lie. But man, I thrive in group settings. So I never actually looked inward. I never even really thought or considered that I could just create something that really worked for me. I was just looking outward at what everyone else was doing. And how incredibly relatable is that to when you're a beginner in the yoga studio? The first time you walk into a yoga studio, you're looking around and you're like, oh, well, they're doing like a double bind, flippy inversion thingy. Maybe I'll do that. And what you learn in your yoga practice, as we all know, is to instead look inward and think, you know, what do I need right here in this moment? So once we look inward and we get clear on our goals, this is the first thing I do with new clients. We go through and I have all of our new clients fill out a goal setting spreadsheet. And it's what are your goals? How much money do you wanna be making? What platforms do you like? What platforms do you not like? What kind of programs have you run in the past? How did you like them? How did you not? And we really just take a good look inward on what's going on. Second is considering what your strengths and your weaknesses are. Um, And this isn't about being hard on yourself or judging yourself by any means. But just like I mentioned, I'm not great one-on-one. One-on-one is not where I thrive. I walk out of a one-on-one session and I often feel, very rarely do I feel like, wow, that was my best work. But I walk out of group sessions, group workshops and stuff feeling really confident. And I think it's not just because that's where my strengths lie. It's also what I enjoy. So getting clear on what do you enjoy and what do you not enjoy about teaching and about business. This could be related to your actual teaching, right? Some of us like really thrive teaching gentle, restorative, yin yoga. Some of us thrive teaching power, vinyasa, you know, journaling, other things, So get really honest with yourself. This is part of the self-study practice and it can, it can be uncomfortable. It can be really uncomfortable. And this ties into non-attachment. I'm just going to go ahead and slide another yogic principle into this conversation. This really ties into non-attachment because when we start to think about business elements like social media, um, email marketing, anything that has to do with your marketing or your sales strategy, We have to get really honest with ourselves about where our strengths and weaknesses lie in terms of our marketing strategy. It might seem, you know, uncomfortable to think about our business in that way, but it really is the same as our yoga practice. So it's not staying attached to the platforms that you've always marketed yourself on. You know, maybe Facebook worked for you in the past. Maybe that's how you filled up all of your park yoga classes. I used to teach yoga in the park. Facebook was a great way to do that. But now I'm doing different things and different platforms work better for those different things. For example, I'm podcasting. For example, I do local networking in the local community for in-person classes. There's lots of different ways that I've tweaked and switched up my marketing strategies to better conform to my strengths and to what I enjoy doing. And I've really, really made a point to ditch the platforms that feel toxic, the platforms that don't feel good, But the truth is, and if I've lost you, come back to me because this is the most important thing I want you to get out of this episode. Only you know that for yourself. I say this to our clients all the time. 
Only you know which platforms you like and which ones you don't. We've had clients absolutely thrive on Instagram. Posting, stories, reels, all that stuff, they love it, they thrive, they get clients that way. But if you find that platform toxic, and if you dread going on Instagram, not only is it not going to be good for your mental health, it's not going to be an effective business strategy because you're not going to show up consistently. You're not going to show up with good energy. It's just this sort of like two-pronged negative element in your business. You know, it's not effective. It's not helping your mental health. And both of those things tie into each other anyway. So not staying attached to what you've been doing, maybe for like years. I know some of, my, some of you podcast listeners, you know, you've been teaching for years and years and years. So don't stay attached. Let yourself explore new ways to be a business owner. There's so much to explore in this industry and it can be fun and it can be enjoyable if we utilize that self-study element of being a business owner. This is one of the major, major core tenets in all of my programs. And the reason that is, is because it's the best way to build a business. It's the most effective way. It's the most sustainable way. And it's the most enjoyable way is to look inward first. Inside YBA, the Yoga Biz Accelerator, we have weekly office hours. And this is sort of where we do our self-study. We alternate between power hour and anxiety hour. So in power hour, you'll show up. I'll say, what are you working on? And you'll say, I'm working on an email campaign for an upcoming retreat that I'm running. And I'll say, cool, how that's, how's that going for you? How does it feel? What feels good? What doesn't? And we'll chat about it. That's a form of facilitated self-study. And then the next week is anxiety hour with Allie. She's a licensed met- mental health professional. And she'll say, how are things feeling in your business? And you'll say, you know, I'm pretty anxious because I only got one sign up for this program and doors close in a couple days. It's just an example. And she will facilitate and walk you through how you can take care of yourself, how you can pour back into your cup so that you can show up for the rest of your launch with good, confident energy. This is all facilitated self-study. So I want you to pause for a moment and maybe start to think about how you can weave or bake self-study into your business activities each week. Maybe that looks like meditation for you. Maybe that looks like chatting with a friend or a coach. Maybe that looks like something totally different, like journaling, or there's a million different ways to have a self-study practice. But when we actually leverage self-study, we start to enjoy business again. And that's really what I want for everyone. That's why I do the work that I do as a yoga teacher myself. That's why I've been able to enjoy being a yoga teacher for so long. And I don't plan on not teaching yoga in any time in the near future because I just love it so, so, so much. So if you got value out of this episode, I would love to hear from you. And I would love for you to leave a review on Apple Podcasts or give me a rating on Spotify. That really helps boost the podcast so that I can reach more amazing yoga teachers like you. And if you're thinking about popping into YBA last minute, you can go down to the show notes. I have the application right there in the show notes. And I really look forward to working with a lot of you. I know a lot of our clients have come from this podcast. um, And I think that's really telling because it's really important to keep working through these practices of self-study, of figuring out what strategies work for you and which ones don't. But even if you're not joining us and I don't get to work with you this year, 
I'm so grateful for you. I'm so glad you're here. And I'll see you back here on the Yoga Biz Podcast really soon.